Hello, and welcome to Urban Hood Money Talk. It's a fact that we need money to enjoy life and focus on the things that we really like. I'm your co-host, Ali, and I'm here with Mushi Buya. Our mission is helping you gain financial freedom, and we're super excited that you're here with us. In today's episode, we are talking about how much money is enough. Mushi, what got you interested in this topic? Well, Ali, I love to read. I'm one of those nerds who enjoy reading, but I'm book nerd. I was reading a book recently. It just came up. I remembered based on some of the people kept asking me, how much money do I really need to have? Then I thought, you know, how can I answer somebody this question? How much money do you really need to have? I don't know your purpose. Then this book is Financial Freedom by Grant Sabatier. Book I read and I thought it will be great to share some of the knowledge that I gained and our audience might benefit from it. Fantastic. So just to repeat that for the listeners, the book is called Financial Freedom and the author is Grant Sabatier. So in the book, what you're going to learn that you're going to see that shocking so many people do not save enough money. And when they don't save enough money, then it hurts them in something might happen in their future life. So you always have to start thinking of saving for the rainy days. Right. So one of the things that he mentions is that 69% of Americans have less than $1,000 in savings and they live one disaster away from poverty, bankruptcy or crippling debt. 69% of Americans. I mean, but at the same time, what happens when the time he wrote this book is he did not include it. What happened since 2019 in COVID and 2020. So in America, that most of the people now started thinking in saving more mode. So don't don't think that this is exactly all perfect answer, but at least it gives you some idea. Most of the people don't have more than $1,200 in their savings account. So how are they going to even think about it having that financial freedom? So this is alarming. So in the book, Sabatier also mentions that for 83 million millennials in the United States, the average income is $35,592 per year, which is less than half of what their parents made at their age when adjusted for inflation. With an average of 36000 in student loan debt, most of them don't get out of debt for years, let alone start to save any real money. That's shocking. It's the same fact is like should kind of wake you up. Wow. That when are these millennials going to come out of this debt? I know that uh, in our room we have a couple of millennials, so sometimes we talk about it. But it is these are the things that people do not think about it. But at the same time, if you have to think about financial freedom, you have to think about the savings, as you can see. You have to think about your debt, what you debt. So when those things goes, all the saving, you don't have to have enough money and you are you have a lot of debt and then the job you are doing is not the best or your career growth is not happening. You do not really love what you do. How do you really come out of all those things that worries you, keeps you up at night? This is a great time to share a story about a very good friend of mine 
who used to be in an executive role in Wall Street. He was graduated from NYU Stern Business. He went to UPenn MBA, and many years, many years, he has over more than fifteen years of experience in Wall Street as in. Many roles started as an analyst. Then he moved up. You know, became an executive. One day he came along in my life, just doing this some of this community work, just like the way I'm doing today. In 2017, I retired myself from corporate world. Once I retired myself in from the corporate world, I thought, hey, I need to give back to the community. And then we are doing session, many sessions like this, and talk about money. And then my friend came along, and then he started sharing also his knowledge with the community. So long story short, he got laid off. When he got laid off, that he had to find a job that will pay him with the salary he used to make. And you know what happened in pandemic? Two thousand nineteen happened. And world got shocked. Everything we used to know and we used to make money and we used to make friends is not working same way. So he applied for jobs in many locations. He could not find the job that he really liked to do. He was enjoying. Then he decided why he is not even doing what I am doing. Meaning, we are educating other people, learn about money. Put your money to work, and as you put your money to work, see if that extra money is going to make the type of money that you are looking to make. And my friend started doing the things that what we are teaching, <laughs> he's practicing, and voila! One day he comes along. He said, "Mushi, I'm not looking for a job anymore, and I am going doing." The thing I really love to do. I want to spend time with my daughter. I want to spend time with my son. Every morning they go to school. I drop them off, and then I come back and just、uh, do some my ex- exercise. And I started doing stock trading. And I don't trade like many people every day in front of machine. But I have a strategy. This is what I follow, and in a week I trade two or three, four trades. Market goes up or stock market goes down, I make money. So those are the things that you can learn by associating yourself with the community, where you'll find ways to make the amount of money you want to make and earn your financial freedom. Today he is no longer looking for a job. He's a full time. Financial freemans. He has made enough money. He's he became a trader. He's a stock trader. He trade his stock. He told me a couple of weeks ago that we have been chatting. I said, Mushi, last year or three months ago, I made the amount of money I usually make whole year. I made it in three months. And last year, it took him six months to reach the money he usually makes in his job. So at the same time, what he does every day. Honestly, every day he doesn't trade. Every day he trades two, three times a week, but he does not spend more than half an hour because he already has all this stuff pre-assigned. What he's he's going to do? But I see that he goes. He has has fun. He does、uh, biking and he spends time with his families. That's the answer for him. But I'm not saying you can be like him or you need to be like him. Be a trader. You decide. 
what you want to do. But solution is you have to look in, inside you. That's great. I'm so glad it worked out well for your friend. Now, you and I are both big believers in the concept of lifelong learning. We learn a lot of things in college, but much of it is theoretical and the world keeps changing. And let's be honest, how much do college students really learn about how money works? It's so important to continue learning even after your formal education has been concluded. I always tell my high school students that we're just laying down the foundation, but that it's their responsibility to continuously seek more knowledge. So how many of you start thinking that, you know, after your graduation, you got a degree, but then you have work and in the work that did you spend any extra time to learn something that will help you to do well at your job, right? A lot of other people say, oh, I'm done with my homework. I'm done all the assignment, everything. Why do I have to learn, learn new things? That's why I went there. I went to job, but that's where the people who is always at the job site, at the bottom, people who are at the up, you'll see that they're hungry. They keep learning. They want more. They want more. Means they want to take more responsibility. They want to do more things so that that way, not only their peers will see what they're doing at the same time, they feel value and they love what they do. So they're not reading because learning the new skill because they want to have other notice. They enjoy doing this. So same thing that, you know, when it comes to out of the school, that everything you learn, that it's real application of your what do you enjoy doing like i am right now i am sharing with you guys nobody's paying me anything nobody even told me about creating a program for financial freedom then i thought okay i'm going to share that you know this is a one session two session that when ali has done in the past people are oh, this is great can we do more the solution of the financial freedom is you have to learn the money that you no know, is sometimes people say well, what money Money is not the answer for financial freedom or money does not buy happiness. Money does not do this. Please don't look at money as the taboo. You know, although it is money, you know, well, I know this, but how that ties with the financial freedom? If you have enough money to do whatever you want to do that uh, during stress time or you do not have to be too much stressed during bad time, you do not have to worry about borrow money from somebody no, or when you want to go on a vacation or you, you want to do something for somebody you care about, you don't have to think about, I don't, I cannot afford it, right? So money in a school, college, they do not really teach us how money works. They teach us how to be a very good accountant. They teach us how to become a very good at, uh, in, in like the financial an analyst or economist and all of those. If you think that, you know, those who is really, really doing well that in college and in, in, in others in real life, most of them, are they really wealthy? So think of that. You know, they, all the Harvard professors or UPenn professors, they should be the richest person in the world. Are they really are richest person in the world? So if you start analyzing all those people who become richest and, and the wealthiest or who has no financial freedom, you'll see that it's not the education, it's the application of your knowledge, what you're really passionate about, right? But they all know how money works. So what you're saying is that people need to learn, but also work hard to apply the knowledge and to gain the skills to earn extra money. And of course, a side hustle takes extra time and effort. Yes, that's correct. 
How much money do you need for your financial freedom? I want to hear from our participants. Let's share. I would like to say something. Go ahead, Justin. I really, when you said this question, Moshi, my blood started to boil because I love talking about this. So it really comes down to, you know, your individual expenses and your individual goals. So let's say your version of financial freedom is just living on a farm, having a simple life, you know, really, you know, just taking care of your basic needs. Then those expenses or those required costs will be way less than someone whose financial freedom is like, you know, you need a yacht, you want to travel everywhere, you want to, you know, drive the fastest cars. So it really does depend on, you know, the person, what their expenses would be. But generally, to answer the question, I would define financial freedom as being able to do the things that you love without having to, well, without money being a obstacle for your dream or for your goals. Yep. Thanks, Justin. You touched up so many things, right? It's, it's all related to it. Anyone wants to chime in? The question is, how much money do you need for your financial freedom? Can I chime in? This is Sun. Please, go ahead, Sun. I would say to add to what Justin just said, he made a very good point. You're, what you need is where the amount is uh, where your income basically exceeds your expenses. It exceeds your expenses and you still, you know, have money left for, you know, emergencies, stuff like that. A financial freedom to me, it's not just about saving money. You got to have some other assets where money is coming in, whether it's rent or combination of stocks, you know, whatever that is, different vehicles. But uh, I just wanted to add that what Justin just said about depends on what, what your goals are, what your needs are. One thing that I see is that people today they are not clear about what they need versus what they want. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can have an unlimited appetite for what you want, but what do you really need? And I think that it, you know, clarity needs to start there. Um, if your goal is to keep up with the Joneses or you don't know what you really need and you're out there spending money every day, well, companies like Starbucks and Amazon, you know, <laughs> they love to take your money. So <laughs> I, I think it's really important to be clear about what you what you're about and what you really need or else you're just going to be all over the place. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Thank you so much, Stan. I think you and uh, Justin both, you know, both did awesome job. I agree. Those are excellent points. Of course, the most important thing to remember when it comes to healthy finances is to live below your means. And that includes understanding the differences between wants and needs. However, let's not get into the trap of thinking that we have to accept that our wants are merely dreams. The point is to work towards having financial freedom so that you can turn your wants into a reality. But we have to do it in the right order. Sometimes we have to put our wants on hold until we have the certainty that we're not going to be hurt financially if we actually act on those wants. So when we come back to the question, how much money do we need to have financial freedom? There really is no right or wrong answer to it. You have a lot of sources online, a lot of very good sources that have different answers, right? And it really largely depends on each individual. According to Investopedia, which is a very good website for people who are not familiar with it, please go visit it. Investopedia says how much you need to save for retirement depends largely on your current income and the lifestyle you want when you retire. Also, many Americans aren't saving enough. 
and know how much you need to save by age can help you stay on track to reach your retirement goals. And there are a few simple formulas that you can use to come up with those numbers. So again, investopedia.com will have some of these answers for you, but the answers are different for every individual, right? So there's another one, Fidelity is another source that has good information. According to Fidelity, you need to look at what your starting salary is and you should try to have about 10 times of what your starting salary is by the time that you're ready for retirement. That will ensure that, you know, whatever money you pull out from your retirement, if you pull out, let's say, uh, a certain percentage, hopefully the percentage of growth on what's left is larger than what you pull out. So your money will continue to grow even after you start pulling out uh, resources at the time of your retirement. So that's where we are when it comes to financial freedom at retirement. Of course, financial freedom before retirement means something else. But again, what we need to make sure is that we have enough resources available in our portfolios and it can take a lot of different uh, different forms. But what needs to happen is that we have more income, whether that's passive income, uh, growth of our investments, that has to be bigger than what we're taking out. So there is no right or wrong answer, but with the way Fidelity has done it, they are saying, let's say today your income is X, 1X, and they are assuming that you're going to be retired at the age of 65, 67, yeah, and then you are that age, and if that's to happen, how much money you need to have today in your bank or that capital you have access to is typically your 10 times more than your cost. Like Sam, you mentioned, you know, you really need to look at your income and look at if you have an income for, let's say, the 100 grand and for next 10 years, money, 100 grand means 1 million at your hand. Typically, if you put that $1 million in a bank and then start collecting that 4% return, you're going to get, your expense is going to be re- reduced to whatever, let's say, in a 40 grand, 60 grand, like, you know, 40 to 60 grand you're getting, 60 grand you're getting you should be able to at least live by that, right? But uh, at the same time, what happens if you, as your money keep growing, you'll be able to grow more money. That's why in, in the compounding, you're going to learn that, you know, when your money keep growing more, that, you know, it's, it's not like you're taking the money out. You are, the, whatever you draw out, you're doing, taking out, your growth is much higher than you're drawing out that uh, your capital. So that's why you need to understand those money concepts, how really, money works. The other also resource you might hear from other people saying you know, is you have to have a 25 times more than your yearly income. So you saw that there is, there is no right and wrong answer. Different people use different study, different variable. Nothing, everything is, is, is good as long as you stick to one of them and stay disciplined. Okay. So that's what I want to make sure how much money you make. And then as you saw that some of you already shared, we are on the same page. Some of the assumptions that you have to make, the money invested, investing is going to be keep growing and you'll it'll take out about 4%, 6% drawout. Your money will be consistently growing that you are not taking more, higher than that, higher than what it is today when you have that much capital. But at the same time, you... If you really want to be very wealthy and, and just do make more, 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 have more freedom, do more things, 
that you might find out while you're coming up with a new passion that it might bring money for you. So, so now I'll tell you, as I started now doing stuff that what I really try to do, now I make way more money than when I had a full-time job. So, but I'm not just because I am, I chase the money, just do what you really love to do. So that also kind of takes you to draw out of your attention. Oh, do I need to take that much money? So don't uh, think that, you know, financial freedom is a good job. You'll be the vacation. You'll go places to places. You'll, you'll spend the money. You'll become lazy. That's not the concept of financial freedom. Okay. So those are assumptions we, we are making here. And now, how much money do I really need to have retired? So the, again, when people say, how much money do you need, need for freedom? People do come up with a number. Give me a number. You can see that this comes from the Investopedia. If you Google it, you'll find out, say, the number in 80% of your financial salary. They're asking their exercise, your retirement income should be 80% of your final pre-retirement salary. That means... If you make $1,000 in early retirement, you need to have at least $80,000 per year to have comfortable lifestyle. So when you start taking that much money, so whatever you make today, you know, so, oh, you know when you're ready to retire, you should, if you can have 80% of the money coming out, if you are not running out, that's good. That million-dollar formula still may not be applied. But here, even them, Investor Radio, you can see that they are saying you need to consider your part-time employment, you need to consider your health, you need to consider lifestyle, also the places you're going to be living. You know, if somebody try to retire in, in the state of New York versus somebody is living in, in Florida, somebody living in Dallas, lifestyle is much different and the expenses are also much different. You have to consider all those areas, okay? Please remember that there is no shortcut to success. There is no such thing as a get-rich-quick scheme. We have to work hard. We have to put in a lot of effort. We have to put in a lot of time. And our road to success might be a bumpy one, might be a hard one, but we can achieve it so long as we really continue to move on on this journey. So join a community, keep trudging forward, and don't think that at the slightest bump in the road that you have to give up. We have to continue to work hard to reach our goals and our dreams. With that, I'd like to thank you, Mushi, and all of those who participated for sharing all of your insights today. This brings us to the end. I'd also like to thank our audience. And if you found this useful, please pass it along to friends and family so that they can benefit too. Please join us again for the next episode where we will continue this conversation. As always, don't stop learning and don't stop growing. Visit us at urbanhood.org and use coupon code UFAPODCAST to receive a course valued at $100 on us. We look forward to seeing you again next.